You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Sex toy sales are skyrocketing because people want orgasms now more than ever. And Adam and Eve is here to help you with an incredible deal to make all your sexual dreams come true. They are offering my listeners the deal of a lifetime. All you have to do is head over to adamandeve.com, pick out one item. It could be anything you desire. Not only do they have sex toys, but they also have movies, lingerie, games, and so much more. And they will give you 10 free gifts. Yes, they are literally giving away 10 sexy surprises to boost your sexual pleasure. All you have to do is type in your code HOLLY and you'll automatically get these 10 free gifts plus free shipping. That's holly at adamandeve.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. My guest today is Blair Williams, a very popular porn star who actually took a little bit of a hiatus, but she's back now. We talk about how her porn career was going, why she took her little hiatus, spoiler alert, it was for a guy, she regrets it. And what she plans to do with her career now that she is back on track. Just an FYI, this was filmed before the quarantine, so we actually don't end up talking about anything around COVID-19, which is, to be honest, kind of refreshing. So I hope that you enjoy this interview with Blair Williams. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Today, I have Blair Williams on the show. Hi, guys. I'm happy to be here. We are so happy to have you. Blair has been on like a little bit of a hiatus, but she's back. I got an official email from your agent saying, she's back. And I was like, oh my God, perfect timing because you're coming on my show and we can talk about where you went and why you're back and all that fun stuff. Sounds good. So let's, let's start from the beginning. Um, let's talk about how you got into the industry because you had a unique entrance into the industry and that's actually how we first met. It's how we first met. And honestly, if I hadn't been given that opportunity, I would have never made the leap because Mm. I, when I was a college student, I'd obviously been aware of porn. I'd watched a lot. I was a huge fan of Jesse Andrews, but I didn't want to be one of those girls who came in, shot maybe three, four or five scenes felt like the failure and then, you know, ran away kind of like, I didn't, not necessarily didn't run away from porn, but I didn't want to be the girl who got in and got out and then just had something that she was hiding from for the rest of her life. Yeah. And I, cause felt, it's like, if you do one scene, you may as well do a thousand yes. cause it's going to follow you for the exactly. rest of your life. Like it's going to be everywhere. So exactly. commit or don't do it. Yes. But yeah. it's a hit or miss thing. I mean, with the way I got in with the sex factor, having a competition, which when I got in, Anyone wouldn't compete in something unless they really believed that they could win. Obviously, why would you waste your time? So when I saw that opportunity, I I felt like I could really shine and win and then have a a better platform to come into the adult business. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, if there hadn't been something like that, I don't know if I would have actually had enough faith to just call a random agent like girls, how they look them up online. I always wonder how girls found Spiegler. I know Spiegler because of being a fan of Jesse Andrews, but... I wouldn't have known how to contact him. I yeah. I, I almost wish I would have beforehand because I always wanted to be a speaker girl and got locked into a contract mm-hmm. with the sex factor. But now that I've been with them, Motley Models, for five years and they just kind of know me, I couldn't imagine going somewhere else right? because right. I feel like it's like family and yeah. uh, I do still love Spiegler and I feel like he's a very impressive agent, 
But I think that at this point, if I were to try to be a Spiegler girl, we would probably butt heads because I feel like I've become too independent yeah. as an individual. And as a he, Spiegler girl, you have to commit to the work. Exactly. Like he doesn't take that bullshit. Like no. you have to be which somebody, you, which is great, which is great for some people. Yes. He's an amazing agent and he's so good for you. If you want to come in, you just want to work all the time. Like, you know, you don't necessarily need to take a lot of days off. Like mm. you're willing to cancel your plans to pick up a scene, like whatever. Yes. He's amazing. He'll always be honest with you. He'll always like, you know, fight for, a good rate for you and like he'll always be super clear mm-hmm. but if you're somebody who wants independence and wants yeah. to take like days off and wants well, to like not even pick your own schedule it's not the independence or the scheduling that i really care about it's more that now that i live in san diego it's hard for me to come last minute to bookings or- wait a minute did you drive all the way up here from san diego well you got lucky because you had a hair appointment <laughs> yes i already i was already that here for makes other things sense. But no, yeah, generally, if I'm going to come down to work, I have to know at least three hours in advance so that I can pack everything and get here without, you know, yeah. any way it's going to be at least two and a half hours, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. four. Totally. But, um, that's the thing that becomes more problematic. I feel like if I was a Spiegel girl, he'd be like, you're being stupid. Move to L.A. But now <laughs> with us, you know, having the girls in the industry of built a name, having the opportunity to work from home and just... Uh, market themselves on OnlyFans and FanCentra and all those other marketing streams where we can make our own revenue. It's harder to convince me to come back to LA because, like, this is my home. Uh, yeah. I went to college in San Diego, so I, I really don't want to leave it. But all the work is here, so at th- this point, I'm kind of looking to rent a room. Mm. I'm still gonna live in San Diego. That's like I said, home base. Gotcha. But I do need. I almost want to find not a model house because there's too much rules, but I would almost like to room with another performer because mm-hmm. then we can do content. Mm-hmm. And I would be a great roommate because I'm only going to be there, you know, yeah. two nights a week and I'll still pay, but whatever. This, yeah. is, this is my uh, roommate application. Or <laughs> can you put it on anybody's below? Got, anybody's <laughs> got an open spare room for Blair. LA, yeah. She will almost never be there. If you're and a guy, I'll pay below jobs. Yeah, when she's there, she'll have sex with you. <laughs> amazing no honestly i wouldn't want to be in a situation where i had to have sex for the living situation because i would be here having sex that would be i'm I'm just joking i'm joking yeah (laughs) i'm joking about that but um either way i think i wouldn't want to live in a situation where i would feel any obligation to have sex when i got home like with a guy because i'm gonna be coming up (laughs) so don't ever be in a relationship i know this this is why i'm single don't get married uh, this is why I'm single. <laughs> so let's back up a little bit uh, because you mentioned the sex factor, but yes. not my, not all my listeners know what the sex factor is. The sex factor was a reality competition that came about in 2015. It was supposed to be America's Next Top Model, but for the porn realm. And it was for all brand new talent, guys and girls who had never been on camera before um, outside of webcaming. So never professionally on camera and um it was the eight guys and eight girls competing for the winning female and male to be again america's next top porn star Mm -hmm. and um we were put in a house actually a couple different houses over the course of filming and we played different challenges and um perform different sex acts and eventually they chose myself and Donnie Rock as the winners and we're the only two people still in porn. So sometimes I feel like they obviously did the right thing mm-hmm. in picking us. Yeah. But then the other time I wonder if because of the structure of the show and how everyone else d- that didn't win didn't get paid at all, maybe it left everyone else with a very bad taste yeah. in their mouth because of their experience, their first and only experience with porn really. Uh, so and maybe pro- that's why they didn't succeed. And that's, again, why I was so fearful of ever getting into the industry because I didn't want to put myself out there and then completely, you know, crash and burn. Which yeah. I'm not saying that they crashed and burned, but I don't know what they're doing now. No, I hear you. That's tough. And also, too, because it's not like the exposure from doing that show was really great and yeah. helped you in any no, way. Really. Like, and I were- feel like the thing I gained most from the show was the relationships I developed with the active performers that were on the show. Mm-hmm. Like I befriended Lexi Bell and after filming and after I'd won uh, and before I was contractually allowed to shoot for other companies because the sex factor hadn't been released. Mm-hmm. There was this really odd waiting period where I was technically a porn star. I'd shot 
scenes, but I had made absolutely no money. And my mom actually, because they hadn't gotten, they had not given me a check at this point. It took months and months to get the check after winning. But regardless, my mom, in the time from me auditioning, going through the show, to winning the show, but not being paid out from the show, found out that I was a porn star, even though there was no actual porn of me online. <laughs> and do you know how hard it is to explain to your mother when I'm trying to tell her I'm making a good, rational, financial decision, decision and you have no money, and I have absolutely no money, and I have actually credit card debt because I had to finance certain things to be on the show. Right. So once I got paid out, I was able to pay that off, and I very quickly paid off all my college debt so that my mom would leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'm proud that I was able to do that because debt is a terrible thing. But that's how I saw I see this as an opportunity to put myself ahead financially by doing something that I love to do. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, I was having sex to the same degree almost. I mean, I've never been DP'd in college, but haven't been DP'd ever yet. But I was... Being as dirty of a slut as I am on camera with random guys in college and none of them gave a fuck about me because I gave myself away so easily. And so instead of just being a slut and, you know, giving guys exactly what they want without anything in turn, now in this situation, I go into an agreement knowing what I'm supposed to perform what I'm expecting to get out of it. And I feel like there's less chances to emotionally get hurt because I know what to expect. There's not uh, as much manipulation as you would think there are there are manipulators in porn but if you're right around the right professional people you can avoid being manipulated by people who are just going to use you yeah and that's how i feel like i've um that's how i feel porn empowers myself and other girls because i don't know i just well it gives you control well first of all you're monetizing your sexuality right so that gives you some Some control over it so that gives you some power it gives you financial power it gives you independence it gives you the means to Kind of, and then it, as you gain, yeah, exactly. So. And then as you gain a name, it gives you the ability to have more control over the scenes that you do, who you work with, and all of that. So, you know, I think society has a history of having a huge fear of women like taking power over their sexuality, and I think porn is like a perfect example of that, yes. like the most extreme example of that. And obviously, like it's definitely not for everybody. Like a lot of women are not comfortable doing porn, which is. But they're still sexual people, and that's of course totally fine. No, I had seen something on Instagram recently, some sort of like a quote where it was saying that when men see sexualized women, they think she's either a victim or a slut. Right? It can't be that she feels comfortable in her sexuality, or right. that it's no- it can't be normalized. Yeah. for us to be the sexual. Right. And I feel like people need to be reeducated to see that this is innate. We've been uh, indoctrinated to think that women's sexuality is supposed to be repressed and it's not something that's okay. And instead I think we need to embrace it. And if it wasn't so shunned, then maybe we would be able to act different and react differently. Cause I, I mean, honestly, from my religious upbringing, especially after, you know, going from an all girl Catholic school to then a religious college, I went to Point Loma Nazarene university, which when you apply to this college, you sign a contract saying that you're not going to have premarital sex. Even as an adult. Wow. That's it's a crazy. very strict private college. Yeah. So that's the school I was going to. I, I would tell you, most of the kids are having sex, obviously. Yeah. But you're not supposed to. And when I was a virgin going into college, I didn't mind signing that. I honestly hope that being in that situation, in that kind of atmosphere, that I would attract a nice Christian boy who would wife me up real quick <laughs> and that I could start having sex. But that's the problem is it becomes less about finding the right person to marry and be with and start a life with and more about finding the right person to marry really quick so you can have sex. And that's the wrong dynamic that that type of religious um, strictness, I think, causes. Well, and I think also too that kind of idea, it makes like, you know, your, your virginity, your female so sexuality, precious. so precious in a way. And it turns it into a bargaining chip True. and you use it to like sell yourself into this like, outdated place in society so you can fall into the stereotypical gender roles so you can find a nice man who's going to give you children and you can just be a mom and a housewife for the rest of your life like every woman should want that right like that's been our our place for all of these years and so that's the that's the only value that your sexuality has is to like bargain yourself into an completely outdated 
role and then they, in society. And they have no, they, and they have no roles on themselves. I mean, right. I mean, they have to. Pro- they're supposed to financially provide for you, but in this day and age, they don't. You know, they don't, don't even expect to. it. Honestly, I mean, uh, they want you to give them whatever sexually, but mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, since you're a feminist now, why don't you pay for yourself? Or I feel like it's more lax. Like guys aren't as much of a you know chivalrous gentleman. But back to. Um, you know, putting such emphasis on your virginity because I had started College of Virgin and held on to it for so long. And because I had felt that way from the way that religion had made me view the world, once I did give my virginity and because he didn't give a fuck about me, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're allowed to, we're allowed to swear here. You're yes, right? okay. absolutely. Because he didn't care and was completely apathetic once I gave him everything, the most special thing, uh, the only thing that, I had a value, you know, as a woman in the, this religious upbringing, yeah. you know, the way that they make you see it, it was devastating. Yeah. And I think that's why I did have like such a turn because I don't know, I was just so hurt and I didn't want to be hurt again. Yeah. So I feel like it, they need to find a, a new way to healthily create relationships. Uh, I mean, I still think that God exists and I still believe in God, but I feel like that the way Christianity works and the way that the Christians um, translate the religion mm-hmm. is where we go wrong. Yeah. I still feel spiritual. I feel like God loves me. I know God made me the sexual person. I have right. no doubt in my mind. I know that this is who I've always been. Even when I wasn't having sex with other people, I was masturbating and I was fantasizing. This has always been in me for, you know, since I don't want to go into the, the too young of an age, but yeah. either way, it's something that just I was born with and it's natural. And I know other people are like this too, right. but it's just our culture and, um, well, I guess other cultures as well, just they... Well, they use they these use teachings it. as a way to control women. Mm-hmm. Because I think also, too, it... I mean, back in the day, right? So we we were able to create life, correct? So I think the idea might stem from the idea as if you have an out-of-control woman with her sexuality who's fucking everybody, then she's just popping out babies Maybe. that perhaps, like whatever tribal group she's in or whatever community she's in can't support that. Which I do know, um, like psychologically when children are brought into low income families because the care isn't able to be, you know, provided for them as easily. Those are the people who usually end up going to crime. Not always, but psychologically they can show if they aren't being provided for in childhood, they're more likely to have more risky behaviors. Well, you tend to repeat the patterns of your parents. True. So if you're not, if you're not given like a loving home and you don't have like boundaries and I wouldn't necessarily say like low income, but definitely like any, any place where like, adversity. Yeah. Adversity. Yeah. Stress, yes. that kind of thing for sure. For sure. So, um, but what I was going to say about, you know, the whole idea of needing to control female sexuality because of maybe the fear of, you know, just having all these uncared for babies is like, we have birth control now. Like we have the means to control whether or not how many children that we have. So like, I feel like that's a moot point, but I feel like we're still we're stuck on this archaic we're idea. Stuck, but you know, I mean, things are changing and that he, makes sense what you're saying, especially because I mean, it is revolutionary now that we have that and maybe control is, are just has past changed, ideas. Yeah. Has changed the way women can now plan when to have families. Yeah. Women can choose to put careers first and, or choose to not have children at all if they don't sure. want to, which was something that was unheard of before because your only value as a woman was the ability to, to have a child. And now like we're starting to change that idea. Like, Oh, maybe women can do other things with their mm-hmm. lives besides just like be Child a wife there. and be yeah. a mother um or she can do both she can do it all if she wants to yeah I honestly i mean when i see the girl performers that do have children i'm not going to name any names but i think it's incredible i mean that they can do it all like i see yeah. girls they are with their kids a couple of days and they're shooting but they're able to you know make so much money by continuing this lifestyle that they can provide you know lives for their children that normal people couldn't because yeah. I mean not that money's everything but it's incredible with the kind of money that OnlyFans is making for girls that they can really put their families up for a better life or like yeah. really help them out and it's not just self-serving now I feel like uh, it's incredible that girls are buying their own homes and yeah. it's impressive and I'm just very happy about the industry the power is put very much like the, the power is moved to the performers mm-hmm. like so much more in a way that it never had before and like you said, like women have so much more control of their careers. They can make more income independently. And it's really shifted the balance of power from like the big studios and the companies to the performers. It's been really interesting to see that change mm-hmm. because that never existed before. Never. I know. It's it's very odd. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It makes me almost scared, though. Well, only scared because of seeing how Greg Lansky left. Because I feel like with him leaving, not that he's um, a paradigm in our industry, but I just feel like he was giving up on porn. Maybe he is just, I don't know his full reasons. I don't know him that personally, but I wonder like I why he, he was walking just away. Was done. Dude, he like, he built a brand, he built a successful brand. He made a lot of money and he and his wife, Jen, I believe, yes. uh, just decided to like, travel the world for a year okay, i mean that's, for them. See, that's again, I generally what ceos yeah. do they build up a brand and, and then they sell it, it. Okay. and then they you know maybe go build another like, brand um, uh, i don't know I, it's almost as like a warning sign to me like i'm like oh no we're losing he was just such a good um icon in our industry i mean yeah with his mainstream um footing i just feel like it's sad to lose him in our community. Yeah, but also too, I, I wonder how sustainable it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, almost any company, you know, it's really hard, hard to, to stay, stay on, on the top. I've seen it a is. lot of companies go nope. like this over the years. So yes. he, you know, might have go been out on making yeah. a really smart financial decision okay. and being like, and look, if he wants to come back and he start can. like well, another well, brand, everyone will embrace him. Open he arms, could. yeah, exactly. Wide legs. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I mean, so just to finish up the conversation about the sex factor, because um, we've completely got sorry, off on yeah, tangent. tangent. Totally fine. Uh, are you under contract with them anymore? Like, how did that play out? Like, the show came out, right? Yes. They honestly, that's the only disappointing thing is they did, uh, like, advertise a lot more than they ever delivered. And uh, I would... Of, <laughs> like, anything? Anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like... If they hadn't oversold it, though, I wouldn't have joined in. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a contributing factor to me jumping on and I think how also, they sold it. I think also, too, like when you come into that and you have these grandiose ideas, it all it's seems hard good to be on disappointed paper. Or not to be disappointed. But to execute it is really difficult, especially if you don't have experience in the industry. True. That's, I think, what uh, a lot of people fall short in is if they, they come in with no experience in the adult industry and, and have their own idea of what it is. And that's they not have reality. no idea yeah. of the reality. Like it's so important to have a good consulting person yeah. when you're when you're trying to make those moves. Yeah. But I will say, oh, it's not to interrupt you. No, God. Uh, but as we were talking about before, neither of us have actually seen it, which is kind of funny. But um, I will say, people do generally ask me if there's going to be another season. Not all the time, but mm -hmm. I have those tweets and you know comments about when will there be another season. They want. They had, you know, hoped that I would host it or do something like that. And that's the only disappointing thing to me is I wish it would have been a better success because I would have loved to come back as a judge or a host or I would have loved to do it again. But then again, because they couldn't deliver, how would they attract, you know, mm -hmm. other people to do this, especially without being able to pay out yeah. things? I mean, even DP Star, you know, for Digital Playground, yeah. which I was a host for one year and no, I was a judge one year and then the next year I produced it. Um, and that ran for three seasons and that was pretty successful. But even that, like, I was on it too. Yeah, exactly. I was second runner up to Adriana Chechik. Yeah. That was, uh, that the was show, my first anal. That was the one I didn't work on the uh, very first no, season, I, right? No, no, no. Was this I? was the third. You were on it. Okay. Then I this was is producing the one you produced, it. Yes. Okay. Yes. This was, um, the one in the orgy scene, which was the final scene. Uh, yeah. I gave my first anal and, uh, I honestly feel like because I had worked so hard for that competition, because I do put my heart and soul into competitions. It's, mm -hmm. I used to do pageants, so I think it's just uh, in me. Yeah, yeah. But um, that scene, because I wanted it so bad, I feel like I fully gave myself in it. And even though I did lose to Adriana, it was a very small margin, but 2%. Mm -hmm. Like, of all people to lose to, she's Adriana Chechik. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I mean, I still can, you know, applaud her for it. If it was anyone else, I think it would have been really hard for me. To yeah, yeah, I understand. But um, I'm okay to be beside her. But regardless, yeah, I feel like I put my whole heart and soul into that scene. And when I watch it, like, I just love the energy. And I wish I could relive that. And I hope there's something else that brings that out into me. Because mm -hmm. even the way I prepared for the competition, like, I was juicing the four days before. Like, I look so tight and skinny. <laughs> I look so great. But um, I like that, you know, I like to have a goal in mind like right now uh because i'm not dating anyone i don't want to date anyone but i have you know fuck buddies that i want to fuck mm -hmm. that i mean from being a porn star and you know having the internet people are very accessible so there's certain guys that i haven't had sex with yet but i've been talking to and we're arranging it and it's gonna happen 
But those are the things that I have to like hold on to and things like that. Like if I know I'm going to see like there's a guy, I, I guess the only details I could tell you is he's 6'10", which that is very exciting. That I'm going to climb him tall. like a fucking tree. <laughs> and he, I'm going to see him in May. And oh so in a, in a couple of months, I am, I am. I'm just being real. I, I am. Just can you see Holly? Oh, I, I can. That's why I'm I love so it. It's such a great I'm like visual. really excited. But either way, um, I'm gonna see him in a couple months, and I think I look great now, and I'm I'm still shooting stuff yeah. now. But him, because he's like a special thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the gym harder because of him. Like I do the stairmaster almost every day, or well, realistically, like four days a week with a resistance band, and I uh-huh. do it for about 20 minutes. And now I've been doing it an hour. So I did 255 floors because I want to look so good and I want to be able to bounce on him and just, I want to be able to ride him like no one else you can. Need that re- so I'm getting my, don't get yes, tired. no, yes, exactly. So I've been working on my cardio and my endurance and my stamina, but I want to fuck him like no one else so that he'll just not necessarily fall in love with me, but fall in love with my pussy. If not with me, just fall in love with my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to keep him coming back for more. But I need things like that. I need, you need goals. Because I don't love anyone and I don't really even like anyone. I need fucking goals because it's a fucking goal. <laughs> I need those goals to keep me going and keep me motivated and keep me excited about life. Right. Like, I, I will say another funny thing. Like, life is a competition life for me. Life is a, yes, life is a competition for me. I will say, I can't again say too many details, but I met an NFL player's uh, family. Like, I occasionally sleep with an NFL player. And he introduced me to his dad, his brothers, and his security guard, like his people. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because when I was talking to his dad, well, first off, I didn't expect to meet his dad. I kind of walked into the situation that he was going to leave me there, but then everyone was there. Because, I mean, you know, yeah. the situation was I was going to go to suck his dick, I mean, uh-huh. to be realistic. But regardless, when I got there, there was all these other people. And um, he wanted me to show his dad my pussy because he likes me because my pussy is an any and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and i mean you've seen my vagina i have it's seen your vagina cute. yes i have so uh, i was <laughs> i don't know you. if i'd show it to my no, dad right i know <laughs> I, I was very um i was i thought the situation was odd but i don't ask too many questions i kind of just go along with these things this is the life i live but i proceeded to show his dad and everyone that was there my vagina and they were very impressed with it and his dad asked if i had an older sister which i don't <laughs> and i told them that you know maybe i could set up with my mom but i think he thought my mom was probably too old for him even though it was more close to his age but uh, the main point of this whole story is when I did meet the dad I was like it's guys like your son that make me want to do what I do because I know you know with being a porn star I know I don't I mean I get off on the idea of anyone getting off to me but the idea of like professional athletes and celebrities jerking off to me and like knowing who I am or like wanting to fuck me that's what keeps me going. I'm coming back because I want to see. I want all these other guys to see how good I've gotten. I got n- brand new boobs. These are brand new. They're double the size. I want everyone to just want to fuck me. And that's what keeps me going. Like, why else would I want to do this? The money is great, but I want to be fucking all like the gods, like the god fuckers, or, like, you know, a star fucker. All the people that I shouldn't be fucking if I was just normal Taylor, if I just le- lived a normal life, stayed in college, maybe became a nurse. I, you know, Taylor wouldn't be fucking those guys. Maybe one of those guys, but he'd be cheating on Taylor. That's not fun. Instead, I got to fuck all of them. <laughs> and this is why I do it. So I hope they're all watching. I hope they enjoy my brand new, beautiful breasts. I'm working on building my ass. I, d- I really don't want to have to buy one, but, you know, I'm trying to do my cardio. But, yeah, hopefully they can enjoy my Blair 2.0 body. I, I will say one thing, Blair. I think you're in the right line of work. <laughs> right? And I'm funny. <laughs> you are. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about your ultimate sports fantasy that you tried to get me to shoot for your Twisties Treat of the Month shoot, which I sadly had to turn you down on because uh, it just wasn't logistically possible. And then we're going to talk about um, why you left the business for a little bit Mm -hmm. and why you're back. And uh, so much more good stuff. Yeah. 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 Are, am That's, I allowed to show boobs here? Or maybe I'll, maybe for her Patron. Or am I saying it right? Patreon? Patreon. Patron. I'm thinking of tequila. My tequila. <laughs> Patron. Sponsored by... No, we're just kidding. Uh, but your Patreon. You can show it for uh, my Patreon I members. Will, yes. Yeah, why totally. not give you a little extra show? Yeah, this will go on YouTube and YouTube will yes. ban me. So you can't do it on no. here. But you can definitely show it for my Patreon members. We can take a picture and I can okay. put it up on there and they'll be very happy yes, about that. Yes, yes, yes. They, they're honestly really nice. I like showing them off. One last thing I'm going to say before we cut off to the commercial break is 
I've been going to the same parking spot in LA and you know, LA parking gets expensive downtown. Uh-huh. So like three years ago when I was shooting porn all the time, I showed this one guy, you know, the attendant there, my boobs. And ever since then, he loves me. And when he sees me, he lets me park there for free. And it's a great arrangement. But now that I got the new boobs and I'm very, very generous. When I saw him, I was like, Poppy, Poppy. And I showed him my new boobs. And now, I mean, I still get free parking, but I feel like I'm paying it forward by <laughs> showing him my tits. <laughs> Yeah, you are. You don't have the, to pay for anything. You can negotiate. You are the girl. <laughs> you are the porn star that every guy Dreams wishes. Of. Yeah, wishes actually existed, and uh, so many people are not like you. But it is amazing. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Hey, I'm Molly Stewart, Twisties Treat of the Year, and you're listening to Holly Randall Unfiltered, sponsored by Twisties. Twisties is a leading glamour porn site for exclusively lesbian and girl-girl content. Since starting my journey with Twisties, I have shot some incredible scenes with some of the best girls, making some truly amazing fantasies come to life. For 18 years, they have featured the biggest names in the industry, recently rebranding to exclusively female content. Twisties stays focused on raising the bar of what modern porn looks like, while highlighting the up-and-coming talent of our generation. Their Treats of the Month and now Treat of the Year give viewers a taste of what their favorite girls are like under the wrapper. My journey since being their Treat of the Month in January of 2018 has been incredible, and I can't wait to see what they have in store for the future. To unwrap the hottest treats and mouthwatering scenes, visit twisties.com and find them on Twitter at twisties and Instagram at twisties treats. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by My Girl Fund. Porn is a great way to explore your sexuality. It helps you find out what you like and allows you to have things how you like them, but it lacks the intimacy that comes with a real connection. So what do you do when you're horny and you want more, but your normal life has been put on hold, making it really difficult to meet new women? Say hello to MyGirlFund.com. MyGirlFund allows you to form virtual relationships with sexy, amazing women. It's a safe, private, and discreet adult community where you can message, swap photos, share videos, and cam with the women of your dreams. It's very difficult for women to get paid for virtual adult work without risking personal exposure. Many women are willing to dirty chat and or send nude content for money, but they need a safe and discreet platform. MyGirlFund.com allows you to form intimate sexual relationships with women in a safe and private space. And now, to support people who are trying to make ends meet from home, they're giving a $50 bonus to all women who sign up in April and reach $500 in contributions. You can join MyGirlFund.com for free, and for a limited time, you can become a lifetime premium member for less than $5 when you visit MyGirlFund.com slash Holly. That means you can get discounted credits and bonus interaction features for life. Just go to MyGirlFund.com slash Holly. All right, so we are back. So I um so to the twisty street tree of the month. Yes. So I shot you for that and twenty seventeen. Um, it's yeah, been a while. It has been a while. And so Twisties was like, Yeah, you know, um they're they're always open to like what the girl wants to do, you know, something that she's into. And the fantasy that you gave me was very complex and something I'd never hey. heard of before. It was very inventive, but I was like, I don't think I could shoot that. And I will say, wait, wait, it was in line partially with what you guys asked for. I was in the the month of March, my Uh birth month. Yes. And so I suggested March Madness. I wanted to do a basketball team. Right. Um, But yes, I understand what the dynamics didn't really fully work. So basically what she wanted was she wanted me to shoot her masturbating in front of an entire basketball team. team. And I was like... I love that, but I feel like if you think about the audience of Twisties, it's generally like men. Yes. I don't think men want to watch men watching you masturbate. masturbate. And also, too, like, that's a lot of extras. I know. And like, but that's my where ultimate am I gonna fantasy. Shoot that? I, I never have the creative control to suggest stuff. But. And that's why I think that that was my one opportunity. Not one, because I, again. But now you have like your OnlyFans. Yes. You could make this come true now. You're right. You honestly are right. The power is in your hands, Blair, to have a basketball team watch you masturbate. Hey, maybe you can even bring the invite that guy's dad along too. <laughs> you know, I could probably get a real basketball team uh, yeah. to watch me masturbate. Just put I'm a, a camera on like, the San Diego State basketball team. Just don't get their faces. Put the camera like on the floor and just shoot between <laughs> their legs. I don't think they want any cameras involved. But either way, so one way or the other, I'm going to still do it. I'm going to masturbate right in front of a basketball team. 
And see, this is why you're the perfect girl for porn, right? Because you love an audience. I do. And you're very sexual. And that's exactly, those are the two things that go together that make like a perfect porn star. So like for anyone to say, like, I think anyone who wants to argue that like, you know, female porn stars are victims and they're like being coerced into doing something. And like, this is something that, you know, is, that they don't really want. Like, like just case. look at Blair. Yes, no, totally. Like, the exact opposite. Well, no, I feel like when regular people meet me, like uh-huh. civilians, they are so surprised by, I mean, I'm not necessarily normal by any realm, but, uh, or any idea, standard. I'm not yeah. normal, but um, I think they're surprised that I'm relatable and I'm real. Like, I yeah. think that, most people expect me to be – I mean, I do have fake boobs. I am a little plastic, but they expect it, me to be very fake and even, I think, personality-wise fake. And uh, the fact that I still have humility and can serve can other people – Well, no, I mean, in, in most situations, especially because I did assist Alexis Texas for a long time mm-hmm. on her sets and things, um, if you're a big superstar diva, like, you wouldn't usually bow down or – you know, even care about other people's mm-hmm. needs. And I feel like I'm still down to earth and I'm still compassionate and that's what I haven't lost and that's just who I am. Um, but I feel like that's what people don't expect and I feel like I'm a good example of what, you know, you know, a I good will, example for the industry, I'd like to think. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I will say, honestly, there, if you, especially if you think about compared to like movie stars in porn, there aren't a lot of divas. There really aren't. There are a couple but in general, yeah, I'm thinking of a couple. There's a couple that I'm like, I know they wouldn't help other people. No, but- no, no. There's definitely, there's always going to be a few. Yeah. But for the most part, almost every single girl I work with is super chill and like easy to work with. Like no matter how famous they get, yeah. like Angela White, great example. Yeah, she's, yeah, like great example. You know what I mean? Just Nicole Aniston, like just really nice. Chill. Like they're not, they don't have that whole celebrity ego, ego thing. And I think also... I think the the fact that like society stigmatizes porn stars so much kind of keeps them <laughs> humble, you know what I mean? Because True. they never rise to that celebrity status that like an Angelina Jolie would or something like that. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like I find almost every girl that I work with um, to be just like porn stars are super chill people. I will say even compared to so um, I shoot for Playboy and mm-hmm. I used to shoot for Playboy a lot and the difference between like playboy models like nude models and porn stars like for the most part again just generalizing yeah. here was a huge difference what's the huge difference what porn stars are just fucking chill and they're so much easier to get along with and they're just they don't have this pretentiousness they they are just a lot more like just down to earth like just that's good huge difference but I will say I know what you mean where the pretentious because when I think about Instagram models, which is different, yeah. but I feel like when I've been going out in LA, you know, you just run into Instagram models and I feel like I try to downplay the porn star thing because I don't want them to prejudge me because mm-hmm. it happens. I mean, there was a girl who I met at a Greg Lansky party, so he already should have known or she should have known that I was a porn star. And when we were there, she was like one of Dan Blazarian's Ignite girls. Mm-hmm. She followed me. She was all nice to me. And then the very next day, I don't know why she unfollowed me. Not that it even matters. It's just like silly mm-hmm. Instagram drama. But I feel like um, sometimes normal girls or Instagram models or whatever their um, categorization is, they think that they're like above us or like you. So I yeah. feel like yeah, I do sure. have to sometimes um, – I sometimes just try to be Taylor so that – I can differentiate myself because yeah. I don't want to deal with the disrespect and the um, prejudice that I would experience if people knew my true identity. Yeah. I had Ryan Keeley on and she talked about how much she dislikes working on mainstream sets because she's always like talked down to, yeah. looked down to, looked down on. Yeah. And they always act like, oh, you should be so like grateful, grateful that we hear have you yeah. a dirty porn star on no, this like mainstream set. She's like, fuck you, dude. I'm yeah. making less money than I do normally doing a scene yeah. and those people like respect me and, and treat me well and like you know and we're a small community so we're kind of like a family like everybody knows everybody a little incestuous yeah but yeah, literally on like so many levels like you know, step mom, yeah so you know and it's funny too when people say like oh my god how can you be a porn star and fuck all these random dudes you're not fucking all these random yeah, dudes you're like, fucking the same 10 guys that's the funny all thing. the time right. that's the funny thing about coming back to porn is i feel like 
I'm about to start fucking all my old boyfriends. Like, yeah. uh, like I had Ramon hit me up recently. Like, oh, mommy, you want to shoot Ramon. content? I love Ramon. Yes, I did too. I had like when I first, he was the first guy performer I ever fucked. So he oh, really? fucked me amazing. When yeah. I had, I hadn't fucked guys like that before. You know, I came from college and those guys were just hitting in and, and not making me come, coming on me and be like, bye. Yeah. So when Ramon made love to me, <laughs> uh, I was all in love with him until I realized, you know, he just fucks everyone too, but that's okay. But now, but, but he's a lover, but we all are. No, no, no. Yeah. You just have to accept that that's what this is. Yeah. What Alexis, Texas used to tell me, fuckers. Yeah. But what Alexis would tell me before when I was a brand new porn star and when I was young, dumb and full of cum is that that's what she would say. She would say that, um, uh, porn isn't a dating service, which yeah. is true. Like uh, in so many reasons. And, I think that if you don't look at it that way, and I mean, not that porn relationships are a bad idea. I think it's nice if you're shooting content together, but I feel like there's too much room for jealousy. Mm. And I think that, I I mean, people can be monogamous if they want, but I think if you're in this business, it's best to not be in a relationship because you're going to get your hurt, feelings hurt. They're going to get jealous by what you're doing, most likely, because it's very hard for people to accept what we do. Mm-hmm. So I just think best advice and maybe it's because I, again, I'm like a jaded, heartbroken person who just got out of a relationship is to just stay single, save your money, you know, make your money and um, focus on yourself. Yeah. But yeah, I learned that. So speaking of, let's talk about the yes. fact that you took a little break. You said you took a break for a relationship. Uh, yes. That didn't work out. Yes. What I, happened? Um, I, let me start from the beginning. Please do. Back in 2017, I was at Exotica in April and I was actually there with Alexis Texas representing Team Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, I was on stage and I saw this guy and I like tall guys. He was only 6'4", which is when my mom met him, she was like, you're small for Taylor's taste. Like, I usually <laughs> like guys that are 6'8". So he was 6'4". He was the tallest guy in the convention. So mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, like love at first sight for me over mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Lust at first sight. Because you're tall too. Yeah, I'm 5'9". Yeah. So, uh, and that's without any shoes. Right mm-hmm. now I'm wearing Yeezys. I'm probably almost six foot. But mm-hmm. <laughs> either way, um, I saw him and I kind of caught his attention from being on stage. Then we talked. I ended up blowing him, not right away, but like like the next day because he came back to the convention. <laughs> I blew him in the stairwell of the hotel that we were staying at. Uh-huh. And But I didn't fully give him the pussy because I was like, if you want to fuck me. You have to come to California because we were in Denver, Colorado. Right, right. And so he was in California two weeks later. I bet he was. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just started having sex. And because most people, um, when they would have sex with me as a porn star, just when they'd have sex with me in general at that experience or at that level of experience in my life sexually, he was the first person to kind of show more interest and like kept coming around or like wanting to come back and stuff. And he seemed to kind of accept what I was doing. So at first I thought it was a good idea and I just craved to have that love because I, you know, before then didn't even really believe in it. So I gave love a shot. Uh, at first he was okay with what I was doing. He was even dropping me off at shoots and I was very open about everything. And then I think other people got in his head. Like I think because yeah, he was a college student. At, yes, I think and, other people oh, totally. were like – oh, she's just, she's fucking other guys. Or I don't even know exactly what they were saying, but either way, it got in his head that I shouldn't be shooting as much and that we should live together or if we weren't living together, that uh, we should have an open relationship, which I should have seen that as a red flag then and I should have just, you know, gone about my merry way. But mm-hmm. instead, I, I just wanted to hold on to that love because I felt like maybe this was real. And so I moved from LA to San Diego, which made going to work very problematic and hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but we moved together to have, you know, level of separation from the business and then still be together. But when I would go to work um, and, you know, be making the only money for us, because at the time he hadn't gotten a job yet because he had just moved from Colorado to California. Oh, the so, age old, yes. like, I don't have a job. Yes, I'm living up exactly. your income, but I don't want you to do the things that exactly. are making you the income that are paying No, that bills. was so that was a problem. So I went from, you know, I <sighs> did have a large savings from winning the sex actor and just being smart financially. Right. I had a huge savings. And, you know, over the year and a half of a relationship of me footing the bill for both of us and him just recklessly ordering things and buying things, like he was buying things on my Grubhub without even telling me. I'd be like, uh, and just not being considerate. 
And then, and I would just rationalize his behavior because I felt like I was wrong because mm. I'm the porn star. And right. so I left everything. I walked away from porn. I got a license in um, selling in commercial insurance. Mm-hmm. Like I still am currently licensed in California <laughs> to sell all uh, commercial lines, like business insurance. I do general liability and workers' compensation, but I absolutely hate it. I was going to say, that is <laughs> um, quite a different But that's the thing. Choice. I gave up. I, I chose a whole different career. I had to go to school for that. I, I had to pass a state exam. Yeah. I was fully committed. I moved to San Diego for him. And then the week that I had got my license, and my license was even in his last name because we were planning on getting married, which I had a ring that he convinced my mom to pay for. So it's just all this twisted Girl. bullshit, which I should have again seen as a red flag. But I but so it, bo- I so when, wanted to believe that you're in we moment, were meant to be. Yes, it's so hard to see that. But either way, uh, he had gone home to Colorado for two weeks when I was taking my exams, and um, he came back with what he said was dog bites from his mom's dog, and then he said it was from playing basketball. But they were hickeys, and I knew it was. Or like I didn't want to believe it, but I was suspicious. And after four days. Of being home and, you know, after cheating, which he probably, now that I look back at it, he probably cheated the entire relationship. Mm-hmm. And he, again, was like, oh, she's fucking other people for money. It doesn't matter if I fuck people. Like, I, d- I don't want to know because it would hurt me more because I paid for so much. And I was paying for so much because I'm like, he's loyal to me. I'm like, oh, he's like he was my sugar baby, basically. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to believe that I was the only sugar mama. <laughs> and yeah. I was probably the only one footing the bill. But, again, I don't doubt he was fucking other girls. But regardless, yeah, I had left my, my career. I had stopped. When we, I mean, I'm not, not going to say exactly how much I make, but I was making incredible money, incredible money when I left for him. When I had my insurance job, after a week of 40 hours, hard hours of trying not successfully to sell insurance because all guys wanted was my number to take me out, but then they didn't want to like let me give them a quote. So <laughs> I'm like, I, I honestly told my colleagues, I swear, I... I love it. It's funny. I told all my colleagues who didn't know I was a porn star because I was not supposed to be a porn star. I was supposed to be Taylor, the insurance agent. I've never, like, people would be like, you look familiar because we would be doing marketing events out in public. And I'd be like, no, I just have a familiar face. I went brown to kind of differentiate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But regardless, (sighs) I was only making like a grand in a whole 40 hour week of selling insurance. Right. Uh, oh, I didn't. I went off on a tangent before the grant making a grand. I wish I could have sucked dick to sell these policies because it would have made it easier. I know that's what they wanted. If I would have just sucked the dick, got them to sign, or got them to sign, then sucked the dick, you get what you want. I get what I need because I needed to make a quota. <laughs> I literally was telling one of my my insurance uh, agents, like who again didn't know who I was, <laughs> that I wanted to do that, and she was like, Taylor, you can't. You'll get such a bad reputation. Like you can't do that. In but business. your sales numbers but will be through the fucking roof. roof. And no, well, at our niche market, we were working with contractors, general contractors. So yeah. can you imagine me trying to sell insurance outside of a Home Depot? <laughs> Everyone wanted to talk to me, but again, no one really wanted the insurance because no one wanted the insurance. They wanted me. But regardless, um, that was the Wait, did you part. just stand outside a Home Depot and like stop people? Basically, that was me. That was oh, me. Oh, no. In a uniform shirt. And then this is the problem, um, which... I'm glad that I guess the relationship didn't work out because I'm almost not necessarily forced to come back to porn, but I was doing the insurance thing. I got my license October of 2018. That, and that was the same month that my I caught my ex cheating and kicked his ass out. Wow. <laughs> and now I think he's living with his mom. I'm pretty sure he still lives with his parents in Colorado. Is probably making minimum wage, fucking basic bitches. When, I will say even after I kicked him out, he did tell me that when other girls would suck his dick when we were post broken up, wasn't that, as good as you. That he would be like, just stop. Because again, I mean, you know all the stuff. I could do a backbend of blowjobs. Yeah. He said some girl had seen my stuff and knew I was his ex and tried to do a backbend of blowjob. And he was like, stop, stop. He was probably like biting his dick. I'm like, that's what you yeah. fucking get. That's what you deserve. <laughs> I hope she bites your dick. Bites it right off. <laughs> but either way, oh um, back to the insurance thing. So I got my license in October and I was selling it until about May. Mm-hmm. And in May, I mean, I'd been trying to keep this whole, you know, second persona under wraps, yeah. which was very difficult because I always felt like people knew and like people would say things like as if they knew. And then I was trying to come up with lies and then it just was very problematic. And the cat got out of the bag and someone came into my office and told them who I was, which is just a shitty thing to do. It's like I'm trying to, you know, do something better for myself better. 
Right. And someone had to go and out me. Mm -hmm. And because of it, uh, my boss was put in a compromising position because he's a family man. We've never had anything like that together. But he uh, was trying to give me an opportunity. He knew who I was when he hired me, but Mm -hmm. he told me again to keep it under wraps Mm -hmm. and to keep it a secret and just try to be professional, which I tried to do. But other people basically hindered my option or my opportunity to even try to work outside of the adult business because, um, like I said, I was completely outed and it got to a position where when I fully was outed, my boss, because he didn't want to fire me because of um, discrimination laws, he said I could keep the job, but if I were to keep the job, I would have to stop all of my Snapchat sales, all my private Snapchat and stop selling my toys. Because he was like, I can't really have you selling insurance when someone could go to an adult store and buy a replica of your pussy mm-hmm. from Doc Johnson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but either way, he was trying to ask me to do that. And when it comes to my toy sales, I don't even really promote that. That's a check that I get that's just residual income. Like, it's so passive. I feel mm-hmm. like to ask me to get rid of that one was like such a blow. And then the type of money I make on Snapchat is incredible. Literally, the money I could make on just those two mediums without even coming back to porn was more than my $50,000 salary that was guaranteed for a year. That was my base, which mm-hmm. is a good salary to have. Like, I was actually happy to come out of porn. And I mean, 50K is nothing to compared to what we can make. Mm-hmm. But to have come straight out of the adult industry. And I had been in college, but I dropped out my junior year when I got into the industry because, again, it went against Point Loma's school policy mm-hmm. yeah, uh, to have sex. So, uh, but either way, it didn't financially make sense for me to drop all drop those so for to make less and work harder and because they already knew about me I wouldn't want to show my face in those office I knew everyone was talking shit and it was already very hard and complicated to do all this it wasn't something that really fit with who I am mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like um coming back I have so much of a greater appreciation for what we make mm-hmm. like I'm saying again I worked my ass off 40 hours and couldn't sell shit. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like they want me here. They're going to make me beautiful. I'm going to do what I do best. Yeah. I'm going to um, make memories. I'm going to hopefully one day win best oral sex scene, please. <laughs> Who do, whose dick do I have to suck? I'm just kidding. A lot. I know. Um, I mean, this is it's interesting that you bring this up because I literally have been having this conversation quite a bit lately. I just talked about this with Brad Armstrong on um this podcast so there's been a case where this girl nicole i believe is her name she dropped out of porn she did porn for like a little bit like Mm -hmm. a year dropped out of porn went to nursing school and got they found out what she did for a living and she got pushed out of nursing school and she's actually suing the school now that's great and that's the first time anybody's ever done this but this hat what and what you're talking about this happens all the time well you know i have more to say on it because well that's the thing I, like I told you, um, he didn't necessarily fire me because he didn't want to have like a lawsuit. And honestly, I'm not even supposed to even really talk about it this much. Yeah. But um, it came to a point where he offered me a very nice severance. I can't say the number, but a good yeah. severance to walk away peacefully. Mm-hmm. And it was honestly like the best thing that happened in my life because um, I didn't want to do the insurance thing. Yeah. And I felt like once that my ex had cheated on me and was now out of my life, I was only continuing to do it because my mom put so much into me getting out. Mm-hmm. I think that's why she even like bought the ring. Like she was so invested in just like whatever it took to have Taylor back. Mm-hmm. So now that I got fired and it wasn't, it was kind of out of my hands. Um, and like I said, the, the severance was such a good cushion. If I hadn't, I don't know what I would have done because I wasn't ready to get fired and go directly into porn because as I said, I got new boobs, but this is because there was issues. Mm-hmm. My first set of boobs in the times that I wasn't, um, working, there was a guy who I rebounded with. Who's a fucking loser. He was this guy who actually popped my breasts because oh my he was like, Oh, I've seen you get fucked way harder in porn. So he just like, didn't give a shit about me. Um, but either way, yeah, he we were having sex in in doggy. He popped my right breast, which was saline. These are my original boobs. Oh my god! I had no scarring before because it was through my belly button. Uh, but yeah, my right breast popped at the end of 2018. It didn't really matter because I was in, in the business. Uh, I had to get emergency surgery and went back to the original surgeon, Doctor Shumway. Don't go to him because he butchered me. He literally um, he convinced me to go double the size that I was before. 
or these are double, but it was like he basically filled me as much as I could. Right. And uh, I only really wanted them to fix the one that had popped. Right. But they said because we were going in, they might as well do both so that they're even mm-hmm. and not just stay with that smaller size. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost had 700 cc's in me. And because of the trauma, this is the one that had actually, you know, needed help. Mm-hmm. This one, because of everything he did to it, it was just being held up and it was hard. And uh, I was dealing with capsular contractions. And this one, which was the boob that was fine, that I didn't have issues with, that I knew of, um, wasn't even being held by the muscle because it was so large. So I had a double bubble deformity. It was bottoming, bottoming out, all these issues. So I didn't even, I couldn't even really go back into shooting right away because I had to wait a year because of, um, again, potential trauma. They didn't want to go right back in. Right. And I went from having the butcher, Dr. Shumway, to now finding a really good doctor, Dr. Salts in La Jolla. And she's a miracle worker. Like, literally, my boobs look like masterpieces. It cost 12 grand. And, I mean, in total, I spent about 20 grand on boob jobs yesterday, or last year, which is wow. insane. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying where his severance saved my life because I wasn't in a position where I could have even come back to shooting right away. I wasn't right. comfortable. If I moved my arms before I got my boobs fixed, if I moved my arms like this, this breast would fall. Ugh. Not fully, not to the ground. Yeah. It didn't fall out, but it is not in a position that I could have been shooting. Yeah, you can't and this is the thing that. that really sucks is I really wish I could sh- sue this man who, again, kept me out of working for an entire year. He cost me like at least 200 K. I mean, if I was able to shoot only fans and everything excessively, he, it's a huge opportunity cost that this man cost me, but because of all the consents I had to, you know, sign off on, there isn't a way for me to really sue yeah. him. So all I can do is give him bad reviews. Dr. Shumway and La Jolla, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but regardless, um, the c- cushion I got from that basically saved my life because I had gone from having a lot of money saved up. I know I have a condo. I own a condo and I own my car. I mean, not that that's surprising, but but, but the condo, um, I got to a point where all of my liquid funds were depleted. Yeah. And luckily I have a mom who supported me with my mortgage for a few months while I was getting my feet, you know, back on track. But um, yeah, it was very, very hard time. And I'm just glad that it all, everything happens for a reason. Like I, I said, he basically with that cushion of um, a severance, helped me get my feet back on track. And on top of that, it just freed me to go be a hoe because (laughs) (laughs) well, hindsight's 2020. I'm just glad that I'm out of the situation. I wish I would have not lost a boob to it, but these new boobs are better than they ever were. So, and now that you're back, you have like a whole audience to show your new boobs. And we're very excited. And we're going to, you're going to show them to me when we wrap in one second. And I'm going to show them to my Patreon members. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. It was Thank so good you. to see you. And it was honestly fun to catch up, yeah. talk a little shit on my exes because they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell everyone, and you can look right at the yes. camera, tell them um, where they can find you on social media, plug all your pluggables, okay. and maybe any projects that if you've coming up, if anything. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Blair's Bananas, which is B-L-A-I-R-S-B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And on Instagram, I'm God Bless Blair. And I'm about to launch, maybe active now, GodBlessBlair.com, which reroutes to my OnlyFans. So you can have private content there and we can discuss customs and do DMs, all those good things. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all my plugs. Cool. Uh, the only other things that I have that we never really got into, but I might have to come back another time or maybe they'll just see it online is that I hope to do a showcase. Um, oh, but, yes. but I don't know. I feel like you'll maybe have me on again in like, yeah. maybe within wait, a year. Wait till you do the showcase. Yes. Then we'll come back. Yeah. And yeah, we'll talk about for it. For sure. But, and then you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. You can support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered where you can, you can see, see a picture boobs. of her boobs. If that's not enough for you to subscribe, <laughs> they're not everywhere right now. Like literally, I haven't been shooting real scenes. So like these are fresh boobs. Fresh boobs. Fresh boobs. <laughs> they look like I grew them. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Thank you guys so much for listening and Thank we'll see you, you next week. If you're a longtime listener or a new one, I've got a lot of interviews. So make sure you check out everything from the beginning of my catalog because there's some real gems back in the early days of the show. And if you enjoy this show, there's a couple of things that you can do to support it. First of all, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate me five stars and leave a review. 
it's incredibly helpful to get my show up in the charts. Secondly, you can join my Patreon for as little as $5 a month and watch the interviews stream live, which by the way, gives you access to my episodes way before anyone else. You can also get signed prints, books, merchandise, such as shirts and mugs, access to my private Snapchat, and a free membership to my website, hollyrandall.com. Plus, I offer tons of bonus content, Q&A with your favorite guests that you cannot hear on the free platforms, and of course, my exclusive bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life, that I do with my production manager, Eva. It gives you a real and hilarious insight into what it takes to run a small porn company like mine. Because trust me, my job, though stressful, awkward, and facepalm ridiculous as it is sometimes, well, it's never boring. And we definitely give you the juicy behind-the-scenes dish that you can't get anywhere else. Plus, Eva's dating life is absolutely hilarious, and she holds nothing back. So go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered and join the community. Your support helps me in my journey to change people's minds about the adult industry and hopefully the lives of the people in it. <laughs>